0: Okay, so when you like think of unsteady, separated flows over rotating wings, multi rotor aeromechanics, biomechanics of avian gust interactions, plume surface interactions, droplet laden flows, heart valve flows, respiratory diseases, what is the first name that comes to mind? Yeah, exactly. I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. It it looks something like this. 1.21
1: gigawatts. What the hell is a gigawatt? (laughs) You're listening to the hashtag getting podcast, brought to you by Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering.
0: Well, God bless you out there, loyal listeners to the best podcast in all of higher education. Are you about to laugh? What's going on? It seems like you're about to laugh. Uh, That would be the award-winning hashtag getting uh, brought to you by the Samuel Ginn College of Engineering's Office of Communications and Marketing. I'm Jeremy Henderson, a communications and marketing specialist for that office. Uh, joined as always by my co host over here, Austin Phillips, Purse Lips Phillips, as I call him. Uh, looking good once again, uh, orange and blue. Uh, I think you're wearing the same shirt you wore last episode. Yeah, That's all funny. All month. That's funny. All month long. Uh, John Sluice over here on Keys. Wearing the same thing, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the memory card man himself. Oh, Loving it. Oh, yeah. I'm just joking yeah. around. If you can hear us. Mm it's part of blink once (laughs) today very special guest a man highly sought after i've been trying to lasso him into the the old conference room here for no the studio for months and months he's always off doing research always off on important trips or grades or something but now today vrshank ragav yeah did i get it Mm -hmm. that's pretty good huh yeah, Indian friends, you said can't even get Vrashank right. That's pretty good now, so you said that that is so it's an unusual name
1: over there. That, that's correct. Yeah. So what are yeah. they? How do they pronounced? Um, you know, there's a, another name, Prashant, which oh. is very common. So people just presume it's
0: that. And, oh. Yeah. Well, for those listenings, it's Vrashank. and uh, an assistant professor uh, in aerospace engineering. Now, Austin. A lot of folks, there's a lot of professors that, for me, um, you know, I'm a visual learner and everything, and there's just images of what they do in their research that comes to mind. For, um, you know, uh, Rob Jackson, it was... Um, Mrs. Buttersworth was on syrup. the clocks. It was yep. pouring syrup on clocks, because yep. mm-hmm. that's what tribology apparently is, right. at least according to Google Images. Yes. Now, for Vrishank, all I think about is people spitting into the air because <laughs> that's the picture that we're constantly using is somebody i thought but it was uh, i thought it was somebody vaping as well va- we got vaping like. <laughs> yeah
2: i mean there's all sorts of stuff but i've just always but, wondered no, well, and, I, and i know we joke and we laugh about that image that we use but again when you think aerospace you know we're not thinking as much of hey this this guy's figuring out how uh face masks are deficient right you know right. that's not exactly. what you're thinking about immediately no, it's not what you're but thinking. That's the kind of geniuses we have here. At no, home exactly. Because
0: that, well, of your research interests, what does that most fall under? That's fluid dynamics, don't you think? Or is it biofluid mechanics?
1: That is um, a fluid dynamics. Fluid dynamics, uh, It falls too. in the umbrella of fluid dynamics.
0: Yeah, um, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, We also have, you know, on the uh, the faculty profile pages, you know, we have all of the news articles that are associated with them. Yeah, I got
2: carpal tunnel I just, mean, just scrolling I'm down on all I, these stories. I can't, stories can't feel yet. my thumb. <laughs> <laughs> for Sean,
0: right, I think you have the longest list of, uh, of I mean, just once a week, it seems like, once a month at the very least, in the news, in the news, in the news. We got to... Uh, aerospace research is awarded for visual analysis international conference uh, all sorts of things so we got to get into dive into all of this but thanks for taking the time join us my pleasure let's start at the beginning so where are you from
1: i'm originally uh from bangalore india so it's a city in the southern part of india and engineering how'd you get into engineering um so as a um high schooler i really enjoyed physics and I had a teacher, um, a high, my high school physics teacher, in one of the AP kind of uh, classes. Um, he got his PhD from Johns Hopkins and was was a teacher there teaching us, you know, f- physics and general, you know, like AP level kind of physics. And he got his PhD in fluid dynamics. And I found that out maybe after I got into fluid dynamics, but he kind of really influenced my um my thought process into getting into physics and eventually, you know, pursuing engineering, because that was something that was the closest to physics in what you learn in high school. And I went away, went off and I got a bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering as an undergrad. And during that time, you know, I explored research as an option to kind of, you know, um, keep myself occupied in the summers and things like that. I did do an internship. I worked at the um, Toyota assembly line as an mechanical engineering intern, and I enjoyed that. Uh, but it really didn't connect with me. Um, so the next summer, I tried uh, research as a um, inter- you know like an for an internship summer internship, and that that really caught my interest. And it really, because of the flexibility, and you're able to explore anything you. Um, wish to you know um, that really gave me a lot of joy you know kind of working in that area so i really while going through the undergraduate program i i realized you know i want to continue doing that so i i decided to go on for a master's and then eventually that turned on to a phd came here for that okay uh, you came here for the phd correct George, um, georgia tech correct yes yeah. uh, i i got admitted into the georgia tech uh, phd program in 2008 And um, that was in aerospace engineering. And I did that for a good five uh, years, from 2008 till December 2013. And then there was a tradition in our group, the group that I worked with in aerospace engineering. All graduates from that group went on to do things different than what they did during their PhD. (laughs) So I decided to do something similar. And I actually got a postdoctoral fellowship after that. In, uh, in biomedical engineering oh. so I was working in Emory Medical School with cardiologists and surgeons and uh, you know trying to help them make better decisions to help patients uh, so using engineering in medicine sounds like Haneen Ali.
0: A little bit. Wow, this is a, I, know, I, I I didn't know. I don't know. I didn't know any of well, that, this. Well, so. this explains the sneezing photos. Well, <laughs> and I'm starting.
2: <laughs> I'm starting to realize why my physics career didn't pan out. Yeah, uh, well, and see, I he, dropped out real quick. See, his teacher. Uh, had a PhD from old Johnny Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Mine drove a school bus. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> well, see, his <laughs> AP means advanced placement, not yeah. Austin, Austin Phillips, Phillips physics, physics class. From yeah. bus driver. No, but you are yeah. talking to a physics, uh, physics man over here. Got a scholarship to a place called Auburn. I have no idea how. Uh it's paper on the books. Something it's in, the it's books. In the book. I wish I could have been there for that. That was, that was something. I, that is impressive. It is impressive. You got a scholarship in physics. That's I know. impressive. I know. I that know. really is impressive. I ain't as dumb as you
2: thought. I know. That's, that's
0: intense. <laughs> well, so let's talk about, because also, you know, we have a lot of professors who come in here, and they, you know, got some things that they do we got but, an nsf career i was about man. to say
2: that they do they have a career are they an nih trailblazer yeah, that's right you know that's right we talk we're talking about some of the highest recognitions you can have for you know some of your junior faculty members right and
0: vashonk's just check i know check, you check, talk about a career check. boom <laughs> well so i mean to, Checks in the to have that sort of austin always asks it and he asks it well, so I probably should just let him do it, but you know to have that kind of recognition, I guess from your peers uh at you know at this point in your career i mean has got to put some wind in the sails you know for what you're doing uh so talk about that a little bit i mean when you when you when you get that email when you get that call
1: mm, yeah that's um that, that that's definitely um true you know in the sense that recognition is very humbling first of all because you know uh, it it shows. Me that all the efforts that I have put in over the years are probably worth it. When you when you get that email you know, in, it's, it's it's very humbling. I, I think that's the one thing I really think of, and and the other thing is I'm really grateful uh, for that opportunity because not only grateful to the agencies that recognize that and the, and my peers who recognize the uh, potential, uh, also grateful for uh, the environment I'm in here uh, because without the environment here. Uh, you know, most of those things would not be possible. And and I'll, I'll just give you an example. Um, you know, I came here to interview um, 2016, March, and I came here a second time to interview, uh, not, not to interview, but just as a follow-up visit. That is when I met my collaborator from the University of Alabama, Birmingham. That eventually, that collaboration that triggered off during my second visit to Auburn, eventually ended up with that Trailblazer Award three years later, two years later. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's these connections that really are really beneficial and that, that you know, so I'm grateful for that as well.
2: Well, you're, you're research, as we mentioned earlier, or as you mentioned earlier, you're talking about you've got a mechanical and then you're in aerospace mm-hmm. and you're in biomedical. Mm-hmm. So you're working on research. You're, I mean, you're looking at things in terms of lunar landings and COVID hits. And, you know, all of a sudden then, you're looking into other things coughing sneezing face mask you know, how, how as a researcher did you pivot during that time right. to be mm-hmm. um to start working on things that can help here in the now and or when the next covid the next mm-hmm. pandemic hits yeah. just talk
1: a little bit about that that's, a, that's an excellent question. So mm, going back, <laughs> uh, because I really uh, think about it quite a bit, you know, like, you know, those, those, those times when the transition times were challenging for all of us. So, you know, I think March 2nd week is when the university, March 2nd week of 2020 the university, I had just come back from a trip to the FDA the last week of February, Feb 28th or something like that. I, I was back on campus, flown back from D.C., And we had discussed a little bit about this whole, you know, uh, the pandemic. And it was on the pandemic back then, um, in February 2020. We talked about the spread and all those things at the FDA. I was there for heart valve related discussions, but that's a different uh, topic. And two weeks in, the university said, go back home, you know. um, So we all packed up and left, you know, so to speak. So the immediate thing that really struck me was, you know, how can we help? How can, as a researcher, how can I help? how can uh, we help you know uh, as a group one of the first few things we uh, thought of was okay you know there's these ventilators that are uh, you know things that are uh, in short supply and uh, you know we we started thinking about those things and at the same time we started thinking about how do we help in a really long term this is a short-term impact and this is another long-term impact so that's when i i was sitting at home doing experiments on myself using my hand i didn't have any equipment I didn't have any That's instrumentation. Awesome. I love this.
0: Keep going, yeah.
1: <laughs> so I was uh, I was just coughing into my hand and trying to sense, you know, where does it go? What happened? You know, coughing in my sneeze, you know, and into my uh, elbows and uh, seeing where the air escapes, you know, uh, and so on. Just to think of, you know, are there any things that are maybe that we are missing as a policy, uh, you know, uh, to kind of maybe that can help curb the spread. Um, so that really, you know, kind of triggered everything. And then eventually rolled into some ideas where that people weren't looking into and that led to research in this area and eventually by end of April uh, we already had a IRB approval to do a study on campus so we were studying how speech can potentially transmit disease uh, because you know the biggest thing that was happening back then was that asymptomatic patients were spreading the disease they didn't have no symptoms but yet the disease was spreading. So it was happening through speech. It was not coughing, no sneezing, right? It was just regular speech like what we're doing now. So we had an um, a IRB and then we were back in the lab end of April in the middle of the, in the, middle of the pandemic, you know, conducting experiments with speech. Every, everybody looked and said, don't talk at me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had... We had mm-hmm. Right. And we had to have, you know, s- um, very tight protocols and yeah, you know, very, right. very uh, secure protocols in terms of how do you make sure that the participants in the research do not spread the disease to each other. So end of April, we were doing those studies and eventually led to a publication and that uh, led to a, another paper and then eventually led to a grant and we're continuing that work um, uh, now.
2: Yeah, I, I still look back, you know, Jeremy, I'll, I'll brag on our staff. I look back at the way our staff handled it and in, in switch gears, but you know, I worried of from our office of, you know, how are we going to write about these grants? How are we going to write about when you mm-hmm. know a lot of stuff is mm-hmm. stopping, slowing down? But that's what to me is so amazing about. Auburn University, the Samuel Ginn College of Engineering is those things you talked about, the ventilators, uh, the work you're mm-hmm. doing, the work that Christian Broadbeck, Emmanuel mm-hmm. Mike Ogles were doing with like, Auburn right. Makes to make Mike the Zabala. shields, Michael Szabo. Right. Yeah, right. the ventilators, that's Birch. what. So, but, uh just you know how you all just exactly like we had to do switch gears mm-hmm. and let's tackle this problem together. Right. And I just that, that's always to me a big selling point of this college um you know better
0: better for mankind, better for humanity, mm-hmm. always. Sure. So. Well so uh as a result of this research, I mean, do you are you seeing things differently when you walk around? I mean, when you see people talk or sneeze or cough, are you like has it affected your uh <laughs> personal
1: behavior? I I think in the beginning it did because you are more aware. Um uh, you know, but I could as- you say
0: that's an excellent question. <laughs> 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 before you. Answer. That is a good question. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah just that is good. a very good question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. An excellent question, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um,
1: it did in the beginning because yeah. I you were just so uh, much more aware. Right. Um but as knowledge fills the voids, th- there is no more fear, you know, if I put it that sure. way or sure. or you know, and once you start getting understanding a little bit more, that's when you know you start okay, this is this is um, I, I think uh, back, manageable. I
2: mean, remember the grocery stores. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could go one way down mm-hmm. an aisle. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. just the things that we did because mm-hmm. we didn't know. Yeah, and exactly. it, it's gonna, you know, and we'll continue to look back and go, "Gosh, that was really." Well, the surface,
0: you know, the 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 the, the, the contact. Oh you know, the yeah, surface, that was, was big. early on. Oh yeah, I mean, it was sanitized. They were running. Oh. Don't touch anything, and like, and I mean, I, that's what I remember being here early on uh going into it yeah. and then yeah we transitioned and right. masks and first don't wear masks then wear the masks and mm-hmm.
1: so uh and that's that's because you know there was lack of information sure right in the absence there's going to be confusion mm-hmm. until for started coughing on himself <laughs> and yeah then, I, I can
2: see
0: the neighbors walking by <laughs> and
2: you you've got the blinds open they're like Rashon's in there doing research again. <laughs> <He's sneezing laughs> himself.
0: Get a tissue, man. Yeah. Jeez, Lord, what's he's got the COVID? Yeah, don't shake his hand. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: well, what about what about current uh, research interest and in everything? What's the next thing we're gonna have to be posting about? Yeah. Give us a heads up.
1: Yeah. Um. um well, I mean, um, I was I was waiting for.
2: Well, there's a Pulitzer Prize that's coming. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Uh,
1: I only dream of that. Um, <laughs> It'll happen. We do too. It'll <laughs> happen. For you. Um, you know, just to go back to uh, the kind of uh, setting, you know, Austin set up here, you know, I said our, our, our group's interest is in fluid dynamics, but we have interest in applying that in multidisciplinary fields, you know, so we go from you know aerospace like you know really lunar landings all the way to uh you know aeronautical like helicopters and uh airplanes and drones and all the way to uh you know like um, public health um things like you know covid and disease transmission and all the way to biomedical medical research so so we apply fluid dynamics in a whole range of multidisciplinary applications um and you know one of the things that is really near and dear to me which i haven't talked much about uh, publicly in, in general and not much um, written about either um is my research endeavors with um, the uh, the raptor center really um yes <laughs> keep going um so so this dates back you know I, I didn't plan this i didn't intend to do this um when i interviewed here back in 2017 I came I came here on campus and I went to my f- first football game with a few friends and I I saw the eagle. I'm like, hmm. They had well-trained eagle that could fly around, followed commands, you know, and did what they asked. Uh you know, kind of it was well trained, right? So, so to speak, I mean, figuratively, I literally followed it back to uh its location. I said, oh, where did it come from? You know, really. So, that's when I discovered the uh southeastern raptor center. And that provided me a great opportunity uh, because they had well-trained birds that could follow, um, you know, kind of commands, and you know, uh, and provided a great opportunity for research with those birds. Um, that's when I came up with a um, a research idea uh, in collaboration with the Raptor Center, and we applied for an internal or uh, intramural grants program back then. It was called the IGP. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, I believe it's still called the IGP. Maybe, Uh, I'm I'm not sure what it's called nowadays. It's, they have changed the terminology. So we were successful in getting that grant and it was an internal grant that supported us for a couple of years. And that kickstarted that research where our main objective was to understand how birds are able to um, fly uh, under adverse aerodynamic conditions. So here's, here's the motivation for that, right? A bad, slightly bad weather day, all airplanes are grounded, right? Your, your airplanes are canceled. You know, we're we all familiar with it in the recent past, you know, um, small weather pattern changes. Airplanes are just grounded and canceled and, you know, you, it hampers flight plans. Um, but you can still see these birds flying around. They're able to deal with those environmental changes, whereas we haven't yet figured out How to do them for our our, man-made or human-made machines that can fly right so so really our goal there was to take these birds and fly them through adverse aerodynamic environments that will help us understand how these birds can deal with these kinds of uh uh, changes right and then our hope is that eventually learn from them and to implement them into uh, airplane design in the future um so um that's that's one of the, you know that's one of the things i've been we've been working on it for four three and a half to four years now uh um you know it's still under wraps kind of but uh, uh we've written a paper maybe it's published a, a presentation or two uh but not really you know uh, done uh, much more than that.
0: Well, we're going to now. Yeah, I was about to say. What kind of what, what kind of adverse conditions are we talking about? Like yeah. you sneezing on them, or like uh, a, you getting a, a air, like a like a you know a hair dryer? Yeah. Like what? Yeah. How are we actually it's producing great, it? Great, great. Yeah. So uh, Ex- no, uh, excellent, excellent question. question. Yeah, thank, you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That's two to one.
1: <clears throat> All right, we're keeping count. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, so it is something similar to a hair dryer. Right, so we take. uh, uh <laughs> see,
0: it is an excellent question. I, I
1: mean, it, it's it's uh, it's just a large scale hairdryer, right? Sure, if yeah. you you know you get these uh, big blowers, industrial blowers. So we had uh, we line them up. They're one foot diameter each. So we line up six of them, and we take a red-tailed hawk. Uh, we have a trained red-tailed hawk uh, that can. Um, it's the span is four feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the eagle is six feet, so it's a really big bird. So we really don't want to work with that really large bird, and plus. The Something eagle. happened to the bird. You know, yeah. I do not want to take any, yeah. any, any, any responsibility. <laughs> be, Aerospace professor suddenly be, fired. Yeah, it can't be flying Aria into <laughs> <Yeah>. a fan. <laughs> well, they're not flying
0: into the fan? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, we, no. yeah we got yeah. it. Yeah. Listen, I mean, if it's a hawk or an owl, go for it. I mean, right. just don't touch those eagles. So, so. Well, this would be even cooler if birds were real. Yeah, well, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Well, well what, what. So what do you? I mean, how are you monitoring? Like, what are we doing? We yeah. have lasers pointing yeah. at them. Like, what's going
1: on? So you know, first of all, we have to get permission from uh, two agencies or uh, one internal agency to work with them. It's called the IACUC. It's the uh, institutional uh, review board equivalent for animal work. So you go get uh, permission. You write a protocol and make sure that you know they approve it and things like that. You get permission from them, and because uh, these raptors are uh, wild. Birds, uh, which are being housed at the Raptor Center, uh, because they are being rehabbed. This is a rehab center, so uh, you need to also get permission from the U.S. Wildlife and Fisheries to, to do to do this work. Sure. Um, so once you get those permissions, you then you know what we do is um, we set up a flight path, a flight arena where we have this gust. What we call a gust generator. These fans are gust generators, and uh, they are blowing upwards. Vertically upwards, and the bird's going to fly horizontally through it. And uh, around these gust generators, when the bird's going to be exposed to this aerodynamic change, uh, we set up uh, four high-speed, high-resolution cameras that can track every tiny motion of this bird, including if a feather moves. Uh, so we're able to track that in high-resolution, you know, content. So. Awesome. Well, Over if, well I doing. want
2: if you find out how those trainers are able to train those birds, can you bring them down here and have them work on Jeremy? <laughs> Sounds, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll mean, strap on
0: as many feathers as y'all want. Yeah. <laughs> we'll throw you through a fan chair. <laughs> for Shock, uh we could obviously keep going on, you know, forever about not not only your published research, but all the stuff you've been keeping secret from us. <laughs> uh, but uh, thanks for sharing that, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to see some of the results of that. Uh, but can't uh, thank you enough for joining us and, and taking the time uh, from your busy schedule. And uh, yeah, thanks, uh, thanks for being awesome and then taking care of us War war eagle war
1: eagle you're listening to the hashtag getting podcast brought to you by auburn university's samuel ginn college of engineering